Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as a change of pace, uh, is uh, somebody a little bit different, uh, as I, I want to say. Uh, this one's Mandy. It's her first show. Uh, I want her to uh, to feel comfortable. So, you know, if uh, if you got any well wishes for her, you know, I had to get rid of the other one. She wasn't really pulling the load. I really feel bad. Uh, thankfully, this one is sounds very similar. Uh, so I, I didn't have to do too much work, thankfully. Hello, John. Shit. <laughs> Hello, John. So, Hello. so nice to be here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's a, ple- it's a pleasure to meet it's, you. It's a pleasure, everybody. How's it going? I'm so excited. It's my first show. <laughs> you sound you sound like somebody like like somebody English trying to do an American accent and also sound like a man. Hello. I like to go down to the bar and drink booze beer. booze do you i'll do have you, a hot dog do the americans say booze where's the cheese whiz Ugh, cheese whiz i assume that's an american thing uh, i wouldn't know not being american i'm texan uh, <laughs> i too am texan yep uh so but no, really, this is the old Mandy. Hi. Oh, God, she's back. <laughs> what did you do to other Mandy? She's dead. Oh. Well, as long as you cleaned her up, I don't give a crap. Yep. Anyway. And fat of acid as we speak. Keeps me from having to pay her. <laughs> um, you don't pay me. Well, yeah. Uh, you, oh. <laughs> well, you got caught. Guess what? I'm going to raise caught. your paycheck. And I'm, you know, in fact, I'm going to double it now. You know what? 50 cents. <laughs> there you go. Here's, here's two bits. Sorry, this went way too long. Okay. Um, so, uh, I I wanted to watch something different this week uh, from the stuff that we've been... Because we've been watching newer stuff, which I like. Uh, you know, there's... There's some that's got awful. That... Yeah. I mean, there's some made-for-Siffy channel stuff that was out there that we watched. It was enjoyable, but, you know, it's, let's, go, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to simpler times. You know, where we had to whip inflation and there was a, you know, OPEC oil crisis and, uh, you know, Billy Beer. Actually, no, this is before Billy Beer. <laughs> so we're actually going back to 1973. Yes, with The Legend of Hell House by 20th Century Fox, which was weird because this is a very English uh, group. Yeah. And I really thought that it was, um, it was uh, like a Hammer film. So, like, you know, kind of like Christopher Lee... Uh, you know, everything is temper paint. Uh, the original Tales from the Crypt. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Kind of movie. I, it's mm-hmm. what I was expecting it to be. But it, um, the reason why I wanted to watch this one was because I just finished reading the book, uh, Hell House by Richard Matheson, uh, who is also uh, the, the guy who wrote this one, which is, you know, not a whole lot of people get to do that. They don't, uh, even Stephen King most of the time doesn't get to write his own, True. His own book, uh, his own movie, mm-hmm. which thank God, because then it wouldn't end right. Uh, so. <laughs> True. This is actually one of my uh, my brother's favorite books, so I'm sure that he'll be excited to hear oh, yeah, how, no. it, how it goes. I'm 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 excited to see how this goes. Uh, thankfully, it's got a good, decent pedigree. Uh, it was directed by John, which is H O U G H. Ho ho, whatever. Hugh. Yeah, see? It's like, <laughs> well, now you're making me second oh. guess everything. Maybe it's Hugh, because it, it, maybe it's like, like weird English, like, I'm not getting OU paid enough. kind of thing. I'm not getting paid enough to say this name. Oh, I'll triple your pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, his name is Huh. But he, uh, he was the director of uh, 
1978 version of Return of Witch Mountain, from Witch Mountain. Uh, so I think that one's the sequel. Yes. Uh, then uh, the 1980 film Watcher in the Woods, which was also... These two are Disney films. The Watcher but, in the Woods I've actually never heard of. Yeah, so that one's an interesting one, too, because it's like a horror movie oh. from Disney. Ooh. I know, 1980. Okay, we should put that uh, one on our And list. then 1987's uh, American Gothic, which yes. I only know because I think it has Wilford Brimley on the front of it, or a guy who looks ridiculously close to <laughs> Wilford Brimley. So it's like an evil uh, cocoon every time, is what I think. So he's going to talk to me about diabetes and then Diabrutus. stab me. With... Uh, but it was Richard uh, Matheson who wrote it. Um, if you're kind of like, I kind of know that name, and you, you're not really familiar with Hell House... Uh, he is the guy who wrote I Am Legend, so all the derivations. He did uh, the original I Am Legend uh, mm -hmm. with um, uh, Vincent Price. Uh, he wrote uh, the Omega Man, which is another one. Uh, oh, for, yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Uh -huh. uh, and then he uh, is also technically the writer for I Am Legend. I don't know if he did that one for full, like the, the Will Smith one. For the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he also did House of Usher. He did Pit and the Pendulum. Uh, not... The actual, like, you know, the the short story. I was like, that's a dirty lie. He wrote the movies, okay. uh, the, the Vincent okay. Price ones. Uh, he also uh, did, he was a prolific writer for Twilight Zone and a lot of the other shows that were up there. He did a couple for, like, Night Gallery and stuff like that. But he did uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, the one with... Um, oh, with the airplane. Yep. Yes. And the that's, a, that's a really There's something on the wing. Oh, There's the plane. something on the wing. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he also, oh, he did Stir of Echoes, too. <gasps> yeah. Really? I don't know if he wrote the screenplay, but he wrote the movie. I love that movie. Uh, he also is so great. He also did uh, Jaws 3D. Uh, it is starring Pamela Franklin. <laughs> just like Jaws 3D. <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, I actually I really like the, the crappy said, Jaws he movies. Said Jaws 3D. In case y'all didn't hear him, because he was too busy choking. Uh, no, that's why I was, I was trying to like move I, on. I know, okay. I got it. I brought um, it back. So it's uh, starring Pamela Franklin and Ryder McDowell, uh, Gail Honeycutt, Clive Rivell, and Peter Boyles. Pamela Franklin was in a couple of movies, and I only know one of them because it was a made-for-TV movie that I saw somebody else making a fun of, which is Satan's Schools for Girls. Oh which my she was... god, John got so excited, and I was like, "What? Yeah, the hell I found is it this? on. Uh, I found it on. Um, what's it called? I was, I was like, was "Why are super... you looking at porn? It's not porn. That's it's a TV porn. movie. There's no porn." Um, Miss Jones is the next one on your list, I bet you. Uh, no, no, I'm not doing that one. Uh, Necromancy. Uh, she was 1972 Necromancy, and she was in an episode of Night Gallery. Uh, Roddy McDowell, uh, as we all know, Fright Night, um, Planet of the Apes. Uh, if you're wondering where you're like, I don't really, those are old, I don't get those. Uh, First he, of all, how would you not know Fright some, Night? Some people may not. Uh, they may just know, it's like, oh, was he, uh... Uh, the Cl new one, yeah. uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Was he Colin Farrell? No. Is it? No. Uh, no. That's who was he? Um, but uh, he was the Mad Hatter from Batman the Animated Series. The Will you? Won't you? Will you? Won't you? Oh, won't that's you his join voice. Dance? Yes. What? Uh, I didn't know that. He was uh, a guy named Nugget in the my uh, one of my favorite movies, GoBots. Battle of the Rock Lords. Oh uh, my god. Which had uh it was <laughs> actually such a nerd. So it has um the funniest thing is it, it has uh Kojak in it. Uh I think it's Kojak. Yeah, Kojak. Um so it has uh and his name escapes me. It's like Spencer or something like that. But mm -hmm. it's it's oh Telly Savalas. That's right. So Tully Savalas is the he's bald, he he's always sucking on a, a lollipop. It's like, what about you know, like it's, he was he was big in the seventies. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh another funny thing that he was, he was actually in the Pirates of Dark Water. 
which is an animated show. Yeah. So it was a it was a deep dark animated show, and if, uh, there's a couple of people out there who's going like, "What the fuck are you talking about? He wasn't in there." <sighs> so he was Niddler in the thing. So he was the weird monkey, uh, oh! the monkey guy. But he's not the one that we remember from the TV show. He did six episodes, and then they pulled him out, and then they redubbed his lines. Oh, that's so I didn't horrible. find. I know, and it's it. Well, it makes the character because. Uh, oh, the true. character of the monkey bird from Pirates of Darkwater, he's like, hello, da, 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 da. no, uh, like Link or whatever the hell's like, yeah. you don't know, we have to get all the, the he's treasures like, of rule. He's like very awkward. He's very like, oh, like... I can't wait to get jumped to fruit, you know, kind of thing. But when you hear Roddy McDowell do it, it's like Cornelius from the Planet of the Apes talking to you. And oh. It's so weird. It's like, ah, don't worry, Ren. It's okay. He's just a little more oh, intelligent. I can't wait to get some more Jumjafruit. You're just sitting there going like, what the uh, hell? He's too intelligent. A um, couple other people in there. Gail Honeycutt, uh, Serpico, or no, I'm sorry, Scorpio, uh, Target. Uh, Target actually looks kind of fun. It looks like um, it's uh, Gene Hackman. Uh, and somebody who looks like the guy from, it's from 1985, so I know it's not him. But uh, do you remember... Um, yeah, what's it called? Uh, had Nev Campbell and uh, somebody else in it on the front page. Uh, Denise Richards and they were like the super lesbian, hot. the lesbian movie. I think it wasn't a lesbian movie, movie, but oh, no, it was oh, oh, Wild Things, Wild Things. There yeah. you go. So the guy I was like, I think it's Wild Girls. Who or I want to yeah. say is Matt Dillon, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, it looks like him in there, so it may be, maybe maybe it's him because it's 1985 no. and maybe he's just super young. But like, I was like, that's so weird. That looks like. It's not Matt Dillon. It's somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, Clive Rivel is going to be in it. Uh, I I want to say it's Rivel. It might be Ravel or something like that. Uh, More he, importantly, he was. I'm all out of all these. The most important one. He did additional voices for Alfred. Oh uh, no, he was straight up Alfred from Batman the Animated Series. I thought you were going to say uh, Johnny Bravo. He did a lot of voices for Johnny Bravo. A lot of video games. But was he Johnny Bravo? No. Okay, well, then that's why he it doesn't did, matter. He did additional ones, but he did... Uh, <laughs> well, then that's why it doesn't matter. Additional voices for Freakazoid. Uh, he was Kickback, the grasshopper uh, from the Transformers. Interesting enough, uh, one of the characters who survived, even though uh, he shouldn't have, uh, from the Transformers movie. They put him in later on. Don't... don't, don't you sorry, fa- I'm sorry, was, did you fall asleep? I was falling asleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I made you watch that movie. You enjoyed it. Don't it, even give me it, crap. Yeah, I did. Um, it also has Peter uh, Bowles in it. Um, he is Peter Bowles. So he looks. You're gonna be like, who the hell is that? He looks like Peter Bowles. You, you just want to say Peter File, don't you? <laughs> no, but I love that. Uh, but no, he dude looks like uh, he, he honestly he looks like Edgar Allan Poe. It's so weird, like to see him. And I remember seeing him in a lot of like he's very English. Tons of Brit shows that he's been in. <laughs> I was always like. The hell's that guy in the background? It looks like Edgar Allan Poe because it's some Edgar Allan Poe looking motherfucker right there. He's like, oh, it's Peter Bowles. Yeah, interesting. Uh, this movie um, is kind of based. It's it's very much the archetypical um, horror like haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about this. I want to see where it differs from the source material because I just read it and I was really excited about it. Um, it's a giant, it's a, it's a very, there's, it's small, like in the book at least, very small cast. And that's what you got to do for a haunted house movie. Four people, uh, no screwing around, very much like the house on a haunted hill is what it reminded me of. The house on a haunted hill or the haunting? 
The Haunting. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, maybe The House on Haunted Hill, too. Well, no, The House on Haunted Hill was um, Vincent Price and all those other ones. Um, that was, that, yes. Yeah, so that so was no. the, that was the original black and white one. Then they redid it um, in the yeah, not, not early that 2000s. One. Yeah, no, because that one, that one was like a, because um, the early 2000s one was a uh, Asylum, right? No. Oh, yes. Sorry. It yeah. wasn't in Asylum. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like I don't know my movies. That's, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's depressing. I was like, wait, was it? But yeah. so no, because uh, and that's, there's too many people in 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 that one too. Because that one was like Clue, but basically. The, but the haunting, the the haunting had yeah. less people. Yeah, and, and that's what it's it's very much like. Uh, same. I, I honestly, I think it's the same setup: two guys, two girls. Um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, after after some of the people leave and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. they and I think the people who leave from that are actually some of the people from this movie. I can't remember who, if they are. Is it Shelley Jackson who wrote it? I can't remember who uh, who wrote the haunting, who, yeah. which which is you know a book in it of itself. Yeah, but it's uh, it's very much the archetypical one. You got like multiple spirits. There's a lot of shenanigans. I wonder how deep they're going to go into this one. Uh, it also uh, I I want to say it was actually redone. As an episode of Johnny Quest, uh, the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, the remake one that they did, mm-hmm. where you had one. a, yeah, you had a possessed the, house, the digital world or whatever. Yeah, so they they had one that was like a possessed house, mm-hmm. which this was like dark for for a cartoon show that was it was you know one of the reasons I I swear one of the reasons why it was uh, the end of Toonami for the most uh, like for like almost its first whole run. Uh, was like the very last uh, thing that you would watch is Real Adventures of Johnny Quest unless it was like a Friday. Mm-hmm. That uh, one was super deep. Or just the show in itself was super deep. It lasted forever. But so in, in this one was uh, Dr. Quest was trying to get rid of the haunting in a house. And then like people got sucked into the walls or something like that. So they had to go. Huh. Yeah, oh no, it was super dark. We're going to have to see if we can oh, find it. Oh, and it was... Uh, like the weird ending part, like the guy who was like trying to warn them away, like as the uh, the old caretaker kind of guy, because it was in Italy. So he's like this tiny like gondolier guy, and he's super old. And he's like, no, don't go into the house. It turns out that he is like he's haunting the house too, kind of, and he's like trying to prevent his friend from getting this evil pearl, which the evil pearl talks to. It's this gigantic black pearl. So it was like slapping all this crap together. It was amazing. Uh, I love this show. If you get a chance, go ahead and watch that episode. If I can figure out what it is, I'll, I'll let y'all know. But it was fun. Like, And I, I love the concept of that one because they do the same thing in this one where they're going to destroy the ghost using tech. Yes. And that's, uh, you know, I, I want to say, and I, I love Ghostbusters, but I think Ghostbusters is a disservice to the the Haunted House movie or, or even Ghost in general because you don't think about that you don't think of a large uh expansion of energy anymore you always think proton throwers or or sucking things into like a trap Mm -hmm. in this one um you know at least in the book and maybe i hope they'll do it in there is they see ghosts as some kind of radiation and what he does is kind of kind of oddly enough kind of the the idea for uh spirits within the uh the final fantasy movie is where you create a overlapping uh, waveform for the ghosts, and it dissipates the ghost. Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's basically he's gonna nuke the ghost with a a box. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. I hope that they were able to do that. It's 19. I think the book came out in 71. This one's 73. I really, if it's not like super good, like if it's not gonna do that that far, I really hope it's campy as fuck. 
Like, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm like, it's either going to be like, blow your mind, like, awesome, or it's going to just be like, complete bullshit. Well, and that's what I'm really hoping for. I, I don't want, like... I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on bullshit. I'm hoping. Like, you know, my thing is, is that if you're not going to do, like, the right thing, if you're not going to make it amazing... Then just completely go bug fucking sane. Just like let's let's play this shit up, you know. Let's uh, you know Vincent Price walking a giant skeleton marionette. Let's do this. That was great. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and pause it here. We will see y'all in a little bit, uh, and uh, we'll we'll let you know how the movie is. Go ahead and see if you can find it. I think the uh, I had to find this. I had to rent it from Amazon. Kind of sucks, but uh, anyway, we'll let you know if it's worth it. Yeah. See you in a bit. Vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. tried to kill me it almost succeeded i don't accept this i do not accept this And we're back. We're back. Uh, so, uh, as previously stated, I have read the book. Uh, so I kind of came into this with a couple of expectations. Uh, but it is the first time that both of us have actually seen this movie. So, Mandy, what did you feel? Or, or did you enjoy the movie? Did you you like it? Did you not like it? What did you think? Um, honestly, I thought it was I thought it was okay. Um, uh, there's a lot of movies that are um, a very filling as we say, meat and potatoes kind of movie. There was no potatoes. No. This was all meat. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was a, uh, it was a very dry movie. It's yeah. Very, very like, it was very, if you had like a red wine, it would be a very dry, <laughs> dry wine uh, It was, movie. I mean, it was very, 
I mean, it starts off right from the get go. So there's 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 really no um, we've come across a lot of movies where there's a lot of like empty empty space that they could cut out and mm. it would be fine for the movie. Um, this one's not really like that. There's there's really something happening in, in every scene um, that's leading up to, you know, that that really helps with the plot. Uh, even from the get go, it immediately starts with um, one of our main characters talking to um, this man who owns this company who's going to be paying them to go to this haunted house. And I mean, it starts right, right away. So, um, it, like I said, it's a, it's a very meat, it's a very meaty story. So this is a, is an interesting one just because, uh, like I said, I've, I kind of had some expectations. This is a very, very weird, but yet very, it's, it's, it's an interesting theory. Well, so the the like, the thing about it is, is this is the quintessential movie because everything that they're doing in there and everything that they're doing in the story, we've seen before in other movies that post-date this movie. So something happened. Like, everything that they're doing is they're doing it for the first time. Yeah. So it would, would be really interesting in that. But, like, when you're, you're watching this, like, oh, I've seen this in other movies that came after it because this is a very linchpin film um or you know at least the story is uh you know hell house is is fun um the way that we're kind of introduced to everybody is an older gentleman uh who is very rich is going to pay a uh, a, a physicist uh, uh lionel barrett uh is his name this one's uh the uh, the clive rivel guy the uh in the the movie yeah um who's very pointy nose i kept thinking that he was um uh, David Warner, like the entire time, I was just like, "Is that David Warner from uh, you, uh, the bad guy who was uh, Billy Zane's henchman in Titanic?" Oh, got it. Yeah, so it's just just that kind of older, like gentlemanly, like you know, pointy nose kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So um, the the way that this is gonna go is, uh, old man wants to find out if there's life after death. The way that he's going to do that is going to pay a physicist and two mediums to check out a, a house, uh, the titular Hell House, uh, which is the Belasco House. Uh, this one is in England somewhere in uh, the book. It's actually somewhere in New England, which for me, I guess it's the the concept makes it for some reason, New England feels older, which is odd because it's new, obviously, <laughs> but it's the same kind of concept. <laughs> it's not the, old England, though. Yeah, it's just the, new. It's, it's newer. It just it feels like it could be an older situation uh, there. Uh, in uh, the movie, um, the uh, Belasco house uh, is basically... They don't really go into it, uh, but they do say in this one uh, a lot of debauchery happened there. Uh, you know, Pretty then, much every sin. Yeah, so <laughs> the way that it, it works in, in both of them, the, the description is... Uh, it's basically somebody took the uh, the you know 120 days of Sodom and they use that as a stepping stone, like the starting place. Let's go ahead and start there and move forward. There's cannibalism, there's necrophilia, there's all the different kinds of horrible shit that you can imagine. Vampirism, bestiality. Vampirism, I like that one. The vampirism, that was, I was just yeah, like, ooh, was, vampirism. Vampirism, ooh. that was interesting. 
Great and, show up. It's like motherfuckers. And then, and then bestiality was another one. Yep. Uh, so the the whole point was this was a very bad place, and it was all lorded over by Emmerich Belasco, who was this mountain of a man. He was a a, a beast. Uh, the beast, a roaring uh, beast, is what the way that they described him. Giant, roaring giant. Roaring giant. There we go. Yeah, so, something like that. Uh, so a giant uh, of a man. Basically, he, he was supposed to be this this huge man, six foot five. Uh, so um, he was lording over all of this and and. Basically, uh, nobody found his body uh, when they cracked open the house because they had to break it open. 27 dead people uh, in various stages of decay and, you know, nommed on, uh, basically. Uh, and uh, just a lot of, lot of dead people, but they could never find Belasco. Uh, so we are introduced to the other characters at this point. Fisher, who is Roddy McDowell, who in this one is, to me, he's a little too soft for the character. What do you think of him? Oh, I, I, I loved I Yeah, loved you liked him? Character, I, I yeah. still like Roddy McDowell, but to me, he's always Roddy McDowell in shows. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. I'm like, he's the same guy in Fright Night as he was in this one. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's very, it's Roddy McDowell playing Roddy McDowell as Roddy McDowell featuring Roddy McDowell. <laughs> uh, and then we're also introduced to uh, the other one who is Florence Tanner. Um, uh, she's the one who's played by Pamela Franklin. So Tanner is a, a mental, mental medium. Yeah, mental um, medium. The, the concept is is that uh, she is the second most powerful medium. Fisher actually is the most powerful medium, but he's he was part of another experiment at the Blasco house back in the 1950s where shit went bad. And he's the only survivor. Uh, they found him on the doorstep, you know, shrieking in the morning kind of situation. Uh, Tanner, uh, on the other hand, uh, she is... Very much the, uh, but there are spirits here, and I I can show them the the path. She's um, she's Zelda Rubenstein from uh, Poltergeist. She's a little yeah. like I show them the light, Caroline. I'm just like okay, so this is what we're done. Uh. <laughs> and in this one, it's it's so weird. So in the way that they describe her in the book is she's this voluptuous redhead with a lot of like a lot of energy, but she has that like oh god, that, that is not this character. Yeah, she at all. she has. Uh, she has that that post fire girl kind of thing. So she she was wild and crazy, but now she's a nun kind of like, but still very beautiful. That was actually one of the other things. Um, Lionel uh, Barrett, uh, who is the physicist, uh, they have kind of a butting of a head. Uh, he and, and Florence Tanner um, in this movie and in the book. Uh, but uh, the way that they have a, a concept is, is Florence Tanner believes that people stay after death and then they can move on into whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's the, if there she believes in ghosts, uh, people full uh, personality to entities left over after somebody passes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lionel uh, believes that uh, it's all residue, it's psychic residue, and that. After a person dies, whatever makes up that person is gone. But everything else that we see in here, he, he believes that things are being moved, things are being shifted, and all that other kind of stuff. But he believes that it's mindless. It's echoes and entities and feelings and stuff that's just been... It's it's energy. Yeah, it's, it's goo that has been left over. Uh, it's a residue that's left on the house. Uh, unfortunately, Lionel brings his wife, uh, too, who is a very, very soft-spoken wayfish woman. Uh, although she is much more like hands on in this movie, yeah, yeah, She's very, it, it's very funny, very like, tough. They they switched roles, um, yeah, which is kind of funny too. Because so the the point was was that this tiny, and I just love the because 
Pamela, Pamela Franklin is this tiny doe-eyed woman. Just little teeny like she's like she's like five one. She's pencil thin. Like you could break her. Uh, seriously, like and she is the dry cracker that this movie is. <laughs> I mean, like she is just you're just like what's wrong with you? Oh, she's, I'm sorry. She's so quiet. I I expect her to be doing something in like a library somewhere. Yeah, she and, you know, she'd be a librarian. I can't see her doing any kind of you know push on this thing. <laughs> but uh, so they are. They're all called out to this place, and and they're supposed to figure out uh, whether or not there is life after death by examining the ghosts of the house. Um, they have... Uh, Ryder McDowell is, is a massively powerful medium, but he is closing himself off because all he wants is the money. He's going to take the money. He's going to get the hell out of there. That's all he wants. $100,000. $100,000 pounds. It's 100,000 pounds. Uh, oh, it's yeah. 1970s, so that actually means something. Maybe. I don't know. That's a whole lot of money. That's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot of pounds. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he's he's not dealing with any of this shit. The funny thing is, is that in the book, he's shit-faced, like, the entire time. In this one, he's just kind of, like, Roddy McDowell, like, alone he's in a corner. quiet and, like, sad and... and- just thinking. He looks like the sad child who you said that you weren't going to play like Magic the Gathering with. Oh my god, he's Like so the whole sad. time he's his just His little like... eyeballs are always like in that little sad slant. So he's he's also wearing these big magnifying glasses and it's just awful. Uh-huh. Like because it, it makes me nauseous just looking at him. I'm just like, oh man, that is oh not your prescription, god. bro. I am so glad that you did not see my elementary school pictures. Well, no, it's just like, it's, it's like, I mean, he looks like the kid from uh, Trailer Park Boys, which I've never watched that movie. <laughs> Or show, I guess. But he that's what he looks like. You just magnified the hell out of there. He looks like a bug. Um, so they are walking around in the house. Uh, the one other room that we're kind of shown, other than Florence Tanner's room, which has mirrors on the ceiling, which she's going to get used yeah, in that one. Like, like if that doesn't tell you what that room was for. Um, the, the only, yeah, and then we, we see the chapel, which in the book is this, like, parody of a chapel but in this one it's just like dusty yeah uh, it's 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 there's spider webs it's like eh, spider this is really webs. cool yeah um but that's basically the chapel is where the the naughty stuff happens it well there's naughty stuff all over the place is the concept but this is where the the concentration of the evil is the main naughty stuff. yeah the, okay the main naughty stuff we'll go with that um, so don't downplay what I'm saying. We're at this point kind of waiting for uh, Lionel's machine to show up. Uh, so we're kind of just messing with Florence Tanner. She is doing a couple of media. She does a couple of different sittings uh, for him. The first one is, uh, oh, there's a lot of people in this house, extremities. She's, she's kind of blabbing some stuff. And then we get... Uh, Daniel Belasco. Daniel Belasco. Who uh, is the son of the... Giant. Yeah. So and and which is funny because they uh, they like kind of mention it in this one was that there isn't a Daniel Blasco. There's nobody here, kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's they, didn't, they didn't really go too much into it. Um, though, like they she have. is convinced that the way that everything is working, especially with Daniel Blasco, is that uh, Emmerich Blasco, Emmerich Emmerich Blasco, uh, the the Roaring Giant guy is controlling. He has an amassed an army of spirits in this house. Mm. There are, that's what Tanner is thinking. She is thinking that there's just this whole group of people 
here stuck in this house and they can't get out. And it's and, all because of Alaska. And Belasco is holding them. Uh, and of course, uh, Lionel doesn't believe it. He's like, I don't, you, you crazy bitch. <laughs> Uh, but we're still waiting for his machine to show up. So they do another sitting, this time under scientific uh, kind of a setting. So ectoplasm comes out of her fingertips. In this one, it was kind of weird and they didn't really show it. But she's wearing this this black jumpsuit. She doesn't have anything on uh, other than the black jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. uh, she Yeah, she's stuck behind a uh, screen of a net that has bells on it. Bells on it. To make sure that no one's fucking around. Yeah, so there's no strings or anything like that. There's tapes, there's a barometer, there's a couple other things on there. Which I, I love. I love that concept and I really hate the fact that now, especially in shows and things like that, they don't do ectoplasm. The last time I saw it was in that horrible uh, Hellboy remake show. The whatever the hell that last oh, one was. Oh, the new one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did the kind of the nasty goop uh, one where like the... the the spit and all that kind of stuff comes up and yeah. it's all goopy. And and that's kind of the way I see things. Looks it's, like a person made a puke. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, it's it's that like cute little tendrils. like... Little it's tendrils. Like tendrils, yeah. Uh, and I guess they, they do a couple of things in there and... She ends up getting... Um, she, she ends up having like a strong, I guess, relationship or what she believes is a strong relationship with... The Daniel Belasco ghost. Mm -hmm. um, they end up finding his body mm -hmm. in um, like a secret room or something like that. Yeah, um, the wall. yeah. So, so they end up finding his body. Um, they bury it. They say a prayer over it. All that stuff. So at this at this point, they believe that his ghost is done. Like he's out of the house. He's been buried. He's moved on. Which Florence thinks that this is going to be a thing that uh, Tanner uh, thinks that this is going to be something that greatly diminishes Velasco's power. Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't. Uh, Daniel uh, sh Daniel Velasco uh, still talks to her. And uh, what? I feel like I'm missing parts, but I know she gets, well, atta no, she so, gets attacked by a cat. So the, the, she gets attacked a couple of times. Uh, and then, yeah, she gets attacked by a cat. The, and the cat part was probably the best part. The funniest part. So we're not getting... <laughs> we're getting... It, to, to kind of explain, we're still waiting for the machine to show up. What happens during the... Because they've only got a week to check this thing out because the old guy is going to die. So that's why he's forcing this thing to go quickly. Um, she has a couple of instances where she sees things or like, you know, a, a blanket falls on top of her head. Uh, a couple of things get knocked over. Uh, oh, she sees like a body un underneath her blankets. Yeah. And then she flips yeah. off the, the blanket and there's nothing there. Oh, yeah. scary. Um, it, it's also coming out that, uh, you know, this, the scariest part is that she's becoming, or what, um, both Fisher and Lionel are saying is that, uh, she's becoming a physical medium. She's gone past the point of being just somebody who can call up the dead or, uh, you know, feel psychic impressions, but she, they're, they're things, she's moving shit. She's now. moving shit, uh, which is outside of her potential. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've never done that before. Yeah. And everybody's kind of freaked out by it. They think things are going to get changed by the whole situation. Yeah. They're things, like, oh, things God. Things are escalating is what they're they're thinking. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, she gets attacked. Uh, it's, it's all very 1970s. Like, things get pushed, you know. Uh, and then the cat. The cat is the greatest. 
thing in the entire world it's because it's just like it it's a black cat. It's a black cat. Whales on her. It it's like whales on her. Hiss, jump. And it's like if you've seen like those fake videos where somebody's like you know trying to fight off a stuffed cat, <laughs> like it was like that. And it that was cat. So bad. The cat gives zero fucks. He is like coming out, like she's like throwing shit at it, and it hits the cat, and then the cat comes right back. It's like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, and then it attacks her back, and then she runs into the restroom, and then it's like digging its little, <laughs> digging its little ball underneath the door, trying to get her. And me and John were dying at this yeah. point because and, it's exactly what a cat does. <laughs> and this is this is the third day. This is like the culmination of the the three days where this shit's going down uh, before the the machine arrives. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, we've also had um, Mrs. Barrett, uh, Lionel's wife. Uh, doing a couple of different weird things. Uh, first night, uh, she comes downstairs and tries to... In her nighty. Yeah, feel... She sees a couple of things on the... Like, you know, people humping in, in the corner or something like that. So she comes down in a nighty. She tries to uh, start coming on to... Uh, Seduce Roddy McDowell. Yeah, to Roddy McDowell, which Roddy McDowell's like, no, you can't be interested in me, and slaps her. <laughs> slaps the hell out of he's her, He's just too. like, no, no, no. Wait a minute. This can't be real. A woman coming on to me... With this turtleneck and these gigantic glasses. That's like with his no. bug eyes. With his little bug eyes. Well, she freaks out. She runs upstairs. Well, the next night, she, she does, does the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Where she is, like, getting shit-faced. And she comes down and she's, like, really on it. It was like, this is when they're doing stuff and it's awesome. And, and she's like, sh- and we're all biting and we're all, like. That was the first time. The second time, she's just like, touch me or I'm going to find somebody to touch me. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and then, then as soon as she says that, of course, the doctor sees her. Yeah, and she, her, like, her husband's, out. like, staring from her behind and then she, like, she passes like, out. Yeah, she freaks out. Um, where she's like, oh, it's the house, it's the house. And, and the whole time, Roddy McDowell's, it's the house. It's the fucking house. Why you, we need to get the fuck out of here or, you know, just stay. We're going to die. Get the girls out of here. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm only here for the money. We're going to fucking die. Shit. Um, so finally, Lionel comes up with his machine. The machine is his culmination of, of all the research that he's done. So his idea at this point is that uh, the residue that makes a you know, people, is electromagnetic radiation. So he's going to introduce a shit ton of electromagnetic radiation into the house, and it's going to fry whatever's out there, dissipating it, and therefore the house will be clean. It will be clean. Um, it's getting ready at the, the end of the night, though. Um, <laughs> uh, Tanner has another freakout. Uh, she... I guess she's already possessed by them, though. Well, no, this this is at the very end. Like, so she she has the the the. I guess she has sex with uh, Daniel. Yeah, is the concept, which is not. Oh. Well, so what happens is, <laughs> if something happens, she gets possessed. She she done diddle. She we only can tell about that because she's one it's, scratched up and two very sweaty, which is so funny and, because and she's and extremely makes weird, no, like moany noises. Yeah. She's just like, ugh. Yeah, because she's super English, so she's doing it in a very proper way. But the, the funny thing with her is... Sounds a little like a goat. She's she's ultra pale, so instead of her looking sweaty, it looks like somebody glazed her. I was like, what's going on here? Because I don't know if they're using... Like, you know, normally they'll just use, like, eye drops, and they'll put them right next to the eye and makes her look like she's been tearing up or, like, spray her some water. Yeah. But they must have, like, shellacked her with something. Yeah, they put, like... She, they, like, put they, plasticine all over her. They put nail polish. She's like, super fucking shiny. It's like the nail polish, the clear nail yeah, polish. They, and they're just like, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just paint this on there. Yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and put that on there because then we don't have to retouch it later. Uh, it'll stay um, on face. So, she gets possessed. Uh, By doing the do. And then they, they slap her and, oh, she's okay again. 
And then they take her downstairs and, and Lionel explains the whole concept. Mm-hmm. And then she freaks out. And she goes like, oh, well, there's only one thing I can do then. And she goes and grabs a poker, beats the shit out of the machine, beats the shit out of Roddy McDowell, and then Lionel just slaps her down well, to he, knock her the hell out, too. Yeah, he hits her with the, with the bar or whatever. Okay. With the fire poker. Well, and apparently because she's such a spaz, she didn't do any damage to the machine. Yeah, she just, <laughs> she just broke some glass. I, I think, so in the book... She fucks up the machine pretty well, and they have to like take a little bit of time to repair it. It's it's a very quick scene, but you expect that from a very voluptuous redhead, uh, who's taller and, and looks like she could probably handle herself. From this like five nothing tiny tiny, tiny little you know like pale chick, I guess that all they could do was have her like sissy at the the, the thing. <laughs> I'll harm you with this poker. And the only person that she we could literally take her, you know, seriously for beating up would be Rodney McDowell. Rodney McDowell, yeah, which she does. <laughs> she wells the shit out of him. Uh, so they're at the they're the two of them at this point, Rodney McDowell and and uh, so Tanner and, and Fisher, Rodney McDowell and uh, uh, Franklin, are laying down on the their uh, on two respective cots, like two feet away from each other, while the doctor is trying to fix everything and gets everything set up. Well, unfortunately, Tanner wakes the fuck up. She runs into the, the chapel. like, Daniel, Daniel, you have to leave. And Daniel's like, uh, bitch die. And chucks the, the cross, the giant uh, crucifix at her. And she drops he, like a... He breaks her legs. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess gives her internal bleeding because she's bleeding from her and mouth. And she can't do anything. But she does have enough strength to finally go, you were tricking us the whole time. I'm going to draw a bee in a circle with my blood and people will be able to understand it from there. And dies. Yeah, she dies. It's like, eh. So she dies. Uh, it's about three seconds after Ryan McDowell wakes up. It's like, where the hell's Tanner? And he's like, oh, she was right here like a second ago. Well, she couldn't have gotten far. Let me go. Oh, she's dead. No. Mm-hmm. She's, ah. so, she, so everyone's all sad because she died. Butterfingers. <laughs> um, at this point, they've, they've got the machine they up and ready. The they fire it off. And it works. Yep, it it works. Uh, Rodney McDowell walks into the house. He opens himself up the first time, and he goes, "Huh? This house, this house is, is clean. This house is totally clean. What? What's I going on? I called your machine bullshit, yeah. but now I take it back. Uh, my bad. Oh, you would coke. And then he. So at this point, um, Lionel's like, "Uh, oh, honey, go ahead and go take a nap. Go, uh, yeah, go get some rest. Leave me alone uh, in this house. I'm gonna go ahead and sit here and do a couple more readings. And of course, he's sitting there looking at the box that has the the ghostometer." on it yeah and the ghostometer is like tick and he's like what, what? uh-oh and then it goes from zero to freaking midnight like just ding. Yeah. it's like everything's shaking he's like no no i i i refuse to believe this this is bullshit as if that's, i call hacks as if that's gonna actually stop it from happening and then it explodes right in his yeah, face the 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 monitor explodes thankfully none of the rest of the stuff does uh we smash cut to his uh, wife. Barrett, Mrs. Barrett waking mm-hmm. up, walks downstairs, can't find Lionel, walks into the... Uh, but he's calling for her. Yeah, he's, he's calling for her. He's like, honey, I'm over here. Honey, I'm over here. I'm over here, honey. And so she goes, she finds him, and he's dead. Super dead. In the chapel. In the chapel. Yep. Yeah. So his body's in the chapel, too, just uh, all fucked Crushed up. with a... Uh, Chandelier. Oh yeah, there's a lot of falling chandeliers in this thing. Oh, but they have they make a point though of that. Yeah. 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 They had a they had a falling chandelier at the very beginning and that fell down. Mm-hmm. They had a falling chandelier uh, with Roddy McDowell as well mm-hmm. uh, later on. And the uh, point is because he's trying to crush your legs. Yes. So what's happening here is Roddy McDowell kind of figures everything out. Uh, he discovers 
uh, that... Uh, the wife doesn't die, by the way. Yeah. the It's just him and the wife. They're about to get out of there. But Rodney McDowell's like, no, everything in this house was clean. What Ex- happened? Except for here. What's this bullshit? So he goes in there and he checks out the chapel and is like, everything was clean except here. What's happening here? What's what's this bullshit? And she's like, we need to get the fuck out. I was like, no, 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 no. I got this. No, no. I got this. We'll yeah. figure this shit out. We, we need to get this shit together. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we leave, we'll never leave this house. If you understand what I mean. You know, we'll always be stuck here wondering. But so he kind of discovers and kind of going through all the stuff. He notices that uh, um, the uh, Tanner is, is dead and her shit was crushed. Uh, that uh, Lionel's dead and his shit was crushed. And then he remembers the people from the previous experiment that he was at. And all their shit's crushed. Yeah, all their paralyzed, paralyzed, crushed legs. You know, one guy was like having to drag himself before he died. Uh, And he's just going like, wait a minute. All their legs are crushed. And why is there this bee in a circle? What does that mean? What what does that mean? I I wonder if it means something that would make a lot more sense if I read the book. You know, because it, apparently it it's does. some kind of bee here that would... They didn't even put anything else in there. So, so the bee with the circle is Belasco. Yeah, it's supposed to be the Belasco crest, which is how we knew that the weird soupy body that was found in the the thing was Daniel Belasco because he was wearing the Belasco ring and yada, yada, but she yada. she wasn't doing that in the, in the movie. They didn't even get... They glossed that shit over. Uh, so Roddy McDowell starts going, Huh, I know what I'm going to do. And he goes full on crocodile hunter, uh, I guess would be the best way. He's like, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my thumb. <laughs> I'm going to shove it up this ghost's butthole. I'm going to see if we really piss him off. And he starts insulting Belasco. And his mama. And the sad part about that is it's Roddy McDowell trying to insult you. So he's just like doing this very soft voice. But he's like, like, no, no, you bad and your whore mother and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, <laughs> you're a little bastard. And there's this wind that keeps blowing up. And you're just like, I can barely hear half the shit that he's saying. I know. I have to keep going. What did he say? He goes, he said his mama was a whore. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And and it, there, are per, there are certain parts where he's getting super pissed off. Like, He's like, you know, there's like a this wind that's pushing uh, Roddy McDowell off to the side. And it's, it's like he's yelling and yelling and there's this big wind. And then anytime he mentions something about Belasco's height, he gets shoved the fuck down. And he keeps doing it up until Belasco can't shove anymore. He's like, ah. He's just that like, was the ghost noise. Yeah, the, the ghost, ghost goes, noise. Because the ghost pulled something after doing that. Yeah, you know he he could only he could only push for so long yeah. with his tiny legs. So finally, uh, at this point, he's like, okay, so you know, obviously, Belasco lost a lot of power from firing off the machine, mm-hmm. but he didn't lose all of his power. How did he pull that off? What are we missing here? And then Roddy McDowell goes full scanners mode, and he blows open this window in the back of the chapel that leads to another room with his brain. Yeah. And they walk in there. And there they see Daniel Belasco stand or er, sitting at a at a chair, looking very proper. Who and it's with Alfred the, little, the with a little cocktail glass. Yeah, and it's Alfred from Batman. It's the Alfred the, the, the Butler, the Tim Burton one. Yep, the good one, which is hilarious because and Sleepy Hollow. Uh, the Clive Ravel guy, or is one of these other guys, also played Alfred the Butler in the Batman yeah, the animated in, in series. The animated That's one. really funny. To yeah, me. yeah. Uh, a lot of ba- <laughs> a lot of Alfreds in this this show. A lot of Batman lovers. Yep. Um, got a lot of a lot of people from the animated series in this one because uh, Ryder McDowell's the uh, the Mad Hatter too. So this is a <laughs> lot Riddler. a lot of people in here. The Riddler, right? He's Mad Hatter. Oh, no, you who's won't the Riddler? You? 
Uh, that is not David Warner. It's somebody else. Okay, but there was a Riddler. Holmes. I don't know. No, there was a Riddler. There is a Riddler, yes. But no, no, it... I thought you said that there was a Riddler in the thing. Anyways, okay. No, never no, mind. Never I didn't. Mind. It okay. was Kickback. Okay, got it. Yeah. That was Rebel. was his name. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, which might be Rebel. I don't know. Anyway, so what they decide to do, and Roddy McDowell pulls out a knife and, sh- like, just shoves it in the Blasco, you know, the dead Blasco's leg. Which and they open like it up. fully, he's, like, he's not well, decayed at all. Well, no. I mean, because obviously it's... I guess it was, like, an airtight room or something. Well, it's Michael Goh wearing a, a thing. Well, so the concept is, and the reason why they, they have such a big issue, they open up the door. Um, the room is lead-lined. Yeah. It's lined in lead. So that's why the EM interference didn't touch him. Yes, I remember. Uh, But it's also probably, you know, hermetically sealed, too. Yeah. Uh, The... They cut out his pant legs, and there they are with uh, these fake legs. So he actually amputated his legs to put new legs on, uh, and that's why so he could he, be taller. He yes, because he hated his own height because he was a tiny man. He was like five feet tall. Yeah, it's also one of the reasons why he never left the house and why it was so hard for people to find him. And he even did. There's this part at the very very beginning where they have a uh, a record that plays when people welcome him, and you know. It's like, what, he didn't welcome people himself? It's like, no, you know, people barely saw him, but he was there when he was there. Um, And, yeah, here he is. He's dead. So, Roddy McDowell's like, huh. So he cracks the door open. You know, I guess he puts a rock in there to wedge it open. Mm-hmm, uh, and then cranks up the, uh, the machine. He's like, I'm going to fire this shit off. You know, they were both right. There was only one ghost in this house. It was Emmerich Belasco. Um, the... Uh, concept that he people are made out of electromagnetic radiation. Uh, Belasco figured this out much earlier than uh, Lionel Barrett did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a personality uh, behind all the hauntings. They always thought that they were dealing with multiple uh, hauntings, but it wasn't multiples. There was one. It was just his willpower and his electromagnetic energy that was left over. So after firing off the machine, the house is clean and uh, the, the movie ends. Yeah, the movie's over, and we get to see another cat for some reason. <laughs> It was a different cat, though, apparently. It was. Because that cat is dead in the shower, the bad one. So, a couple of things that I will mention. Three things that they they didn't have in this movie that made me sad. Because I realized that they wouldn't be able to do it. Because they had to to condense this bitch down. uh, Like, super hard. Uh, The first one was the bastard bog. Uh, So, the something that was explained and something that was used repeatedly was there was a bog. uh, About uh, 100 paces away from the, the house. Big, open area of swamp mm-hmm. uh with kind of a um it was it was this weird culvert with water uh in it that uh they would dump things in uh the reason why it was called the bastard bog is well they would dump bastards in it uh because the women who were there would sometimes get pregnant and they couldn't have a kid around so they tossed that bitch in the fucking bog oh, that's, that's horrible exactly uh, but this was something that kind of showed the length and the debauchery that was happening with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that they didn't really get into in the movie. It's something that's better explored in the book. I understand why they couldn't uh, do it. But the the issue was, was these were all bad people. So it made sense for them all to be haunting this thing. And, and it kind of made sense to, to have all these horrible people and all this horrible shit continuously happening mm-hmm. uh, in the thing. Because everybody in there was awful. Um, and and it was this cult of personality thing that they had with with uh, Emmerich Blasco that that was kind of made things uh, be more sense. Uh, the other thing that they didn't have was there was a steam room downstairs where Lionel, who at uh, this point 
has not really had any kind of, you know, in, in the movie, he has no supernatural occurrences other than shit that flies around with the woman, uh, with Tanner, yeah. uh, you know, using psychic powers, even though she's not doing it. And that was the other thing was they, they didn't really explain. Um, she wasn't doing any of that shit. That was all Belasco fucking with him. Yeah. That was the other thing was Belasco liked to fuck with people apparently in this thing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it was so sad, uh, that they, uh, they didn't have that in there. Um, so, yeah, they, but he gets attacked by this, like, goo monster that comes up from the, the floor. And the fact that he's, in the book, he's got, like, a fucked up leg so he can't really run away from shit mm. is kind of adds to the tension. But there's this, like, goo monster that, like, starts gooping all over him. He's like, no! And he freaks out and they have to bust open the door. Uh, and finally was, there was none of the, there was just none of the camaraderie between the, the people. There was a lot more kind of love between everybody the whole time Roddy McDowell's character would be drunk uh Tanner would be very trying to like but no you got to feel the crystals and the air and the uh, you know earth spirit and then Lyle's like fuck that science science is the way to go and then uh his wife was just like eh, I'll do whatever my husband wants but I really want to get laid but I don't really want to get laid it's so weird <laughs> she had a lot of problems in the book but I'm not going to get into that. Well, now I have to read the book. It, and it's a fun book. I really suggest it to, to pretty much anybody who can watch it. This is a fun book. Now, the movie... Um, the movie is not bad. It's not bad. Uh, I will actually suggest it. Uh, this is one of the perfect movies for riffing. If you've got a friend who won't shut up during a movie, this one is perfect for it. Because not a whole lot of stuff is happening on screen, and there are huge gaps between talking. Um, and you, please let me know if, if you if, if if there are any ladies out there whose boyfriend does that because maybe we can be really good friends and then our boyfriends can go and watch shit and then talk throughout the entire movie. I riff real hard. So does my D does it too. We 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 actually start doing like whole riff skits. Sometimes we just get. But then like apparently I do it and it's too much and then they they get all. Well, you should just not fucking hissy at me. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, I am this is this is a fun movie. It's it's interesting. It's very seventies, super seventies, very seventies. To my issue, blue eyeshadow. Yeah, my issue was was that there wasn't enough over the topness. There's there's very little haunting activity. There's some there's stuff not, in here. There's really not horror. Yeah, it's or it's scary. It's thriller. <laughs> it's tension. It's 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 very much psychological. But it's it, there just was not enough. Like, actual, like, freakouts. And that's something that it really could have used. Now, again, judging by its contemporaries, maybe that's not something too bad. 73, there were still better movies. Um, and I'm trying to think of some of them. But there were there were a lot of movies during the 70s where the horrible shit would happen. When did it The Exorcist come out? Uh, that was later, oh, I think. Okay. Uh, well, either way. Okay, anywhere. well, what are, what are we rating it? Uh, I am going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give this, actually, five Jumping Cats... Uh, out of 10 with a uh, plus one modifier uh, for just the science. If you're really into kind of figuring out the the ways of things, if you like it when people explain shit to you, uh, like this is how we're going to be doing things in a movie, uh, and you kind of want to see how it's going to go wrong kind of way, it's it's that whole bit from like um, Ocean's Eleven where they explain the plan so you know that what's going to fuck up at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it a plus one modifier, so you'll get a six on that one. But uh, if not, if you just want to see some weird uh, proto-hammer horror movie-ness, you get yourself a five. You get five jumping cats. Um, I will give it a five out of ten auto-erotica 
<laughs> they so they had a they had a book on there and she's like what did that say i'm like uh the manuscript of autoerotic something or other and she's just like wait what i was, I like, was is just that, like is, is that like a kama sutra is that like a porn book it's like <laughs> it's a porn is book honey yeah <laughs> it was i just call it porn. very very scientific it's a super dry way to say it yeah ew, it's very vanilla <laughs> yeah but uh I don't know. What about you? Have you seen this movie? Are there 70s movies that you love? Are there 70s movies that you hate? Uh, do you just hate Roddy McDowell? Why? Why do you hate Roddy McDowell? He's such God. A, he's such a God, he's so mean. You're a horrible person. <laughs> but if you're not a horrible person, reach out to us at ESAT3AM at gmail.com. ESAT3AM.com. ESAT3AM on the Twitter and the Facebooks. Yep. Uh, and... You did all that? I'm so we'll, proud of you. <laughs> I'm getting better and, at it. Yeah, all it took was go. 40 some odd episodes. <laughs> in one go. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, yeah. Well, uh, just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if not, until next time, don't panic. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stay scared, everybody. Ooh. Ooh. Later. Bye.